um, I started this business. Uh, I went back to school to NFCC back in 2011 to 2013 to do disability supports and services. And I did two coaching schools during the same time. So I did the ADHD Coach Academy and JST Coaching, which is specifically for training uh, teens and college students with ADHD. So that, must, that was my training. I planned to go to university to get a master's in clini- or clinical social work. Um, but when I came out of school, I was coaching 40 people a week and I didn't need to do it. I was already doing what I love with my diploma, right? Ironically, <laughs> everybody says you need a degree. Diplomas are great too, right? Um, so anyways, uh, how I got started was uh, uh, with Alana is that Alana was in the same class as me. We both did uh, human services to start. She did child and youth and I did disability services. We kind of parted ways and we came back together. But I just, uh, I'd forgotten one of my assignments at home in the wrong binder, classic ADHD moment. And my old way of doing it is I would have lost my marbles, right? I would have got really pissed off and frustrated and probably yelled and done whatever I was going to do. Instead of doing that, I looked around the room. I'm like, who's the most organized person here? Alana happened to be it. Went up to her. Uh, She had a perfectly organized uh, binder and her, if anybody's, Alana's clients can attest if you've worked with her, her, uh, her passion plan. She lives out of this thing and is perfectly organized too. And so I just basically said, uh, Hey, I, uh, you guys haven't seen me stand up. I'm six foot seven, like 300 pounds. Right. And Lana's at the time is an 18 year old from river John. And I go up and I was like, Hey, you look like, you know what you're doing. Can you show me what to do? And can I just hang out with you during the first year to kind of mirror offer what I now know is called as body doubling to figure this all out. Right. Long story short, she says, yeah, sure. No problem. The other thing I also got her to do too, because I, I'm one who gets quick to temper when I'm frustrated Her, she is, she does too, but in a different way. Right. Uh, she sounds like Elmo. That's my little nickname for her. I just get loud and angry, right? Um, and I and I can't focus when my head's just spinning a million miles a minute. So anyways, I also said to Alana, like, hey, if you see me amping, just like give me a crack in the ribs or like say it's okay and I calm down. And when she did that, it just helped me like, like this isn't, I'm not, you know, this isn't an emergency situation. I can calm down and figure this out. So long story short, sat beside her. End of the year, I was a straight A student. My entire academic career up until that point was 60s if I was lucky, right? And so she taught me a system, including the planner, and I still use it to this day. And uh, the second year I used it, it still went well, but when she wasn't there, like we still we were still buddies, but she was in another class. It started to slowly drop. So I went from like high 90s to like, high 80s. I still graduated with honors, but it started to slip. And then when I left school, everything went kind of started going to pot. (laughs) We'll put it that way. So the school stuff I could keep organized, but then I was doing, I was coaching like 35 people a week. I was taking uh, um, uh, three classes at university. I was doing networking and workshops and just blowing up. Like I was getting I, I had a the year of my life in some ways, but also like completely overdid it 
like I know a lot of you guys do too, take on too much and imploded. And as I was imploding, before I did, I called Alana up and I was like, um, you know, you're about to graduate. What are you doing when you're done? So this is like three months before she graduated. And she's like, well, I'm going to go work in child and youth. And I was like, how about you not do that and come work with me? Because I don't like being the boss. I like everybody works together. Uh, I'm learning I have to be a boss more so lately because you don't get shit done when, you, when you're not. Uh, but anyways, so can you work with me? I sent her, she took the job. I got her full funding for it. This is something that we're going to help you guys with too. So you got funding to work with us for the most part. Uh, when you go to switch your career, we can also get help you get funding for all that that stuff too. So I got basically nine months. I got her for free, uh, sent her down, paid for her to go to school, and uh, gave her twenty five clients, and literally said, "Peace out, good luck." And uh, anyways, it turns out that she did awesome. Um, currently, she's coaching like thirty five people a week, which. I, I getting very frustrated with that she's doing because she's got to not do as much, but she's like me. We overcommit and then we run ourselves into challenges. But long story short, we're uh, we're trying to expand and do our thing. And uh, and uh, we coach at this point between the two of us and our other coaches, like 68 people a week. So it's a big year. Next year is going to be way bigger. I'm going to I'm planning to coach at least a hundred a week starting next year because we do have this full funding in place and away we go. So that's a little bit about background about me. I'll let Alana do her spiel now. Thanks Keith. Uh, it's really funny because when Keith tells his story and on the opposite side, like I have my story that's, it's just funny how perceptions are different because my story is obviously similar, but also very different than Keith's. So we met in 2011 when I graduated out of uh, high school and a CC, like he said, and um, took human services. I branched out, took child and youth care. I was actually a preschool teacher for a couple of years within that. And I ran the day camp as well. So that is one of my major passions, working with children and youth. And it always will be. I still do a lot of uh, volunteer work with that. And Throughout university, so Keith says I got him really organized um, when he was going to NSCC and I was going to NSCC, um, but throughout university, I had a lot of struggles come up. So it was a lot of internal struggles. Um, I was very high functioning throughout all of my schooling. So I definitely lived with anxiety and that's what presented it. Um, <clears throat> but I had a lot of different layers come up, especially when I was going to Mount St. Vincent. Um, that's where I got my degree. And I would just meet with Keith and hang out. And I never accessed any other accommodation other than that <laughs> throughout my whole university experience. And that made a world of difference. So he coached me for free, basically. Thank you, Keith, without coaching me <laughs> um, and hung out and helped me through that process. And it really, I, there were points where I wasn't going to continue in university uh, because a lot of the things I went through. And the reason that I did was because Keith just sat down with me and we worked through it together. So um, that's a little bit of my story and my version of it. Yes, I'm hyper organized, which is great, but I am that way because I have <laughs> high functioning anxiety. And also I created all of these systems because I 
didn't realize when I was younger that I lived with inattentive ADHD and I created the systems without knowing that I like other people didn't do this. <laughs> when I got diagnosed, I was like, wait, you don't have to plan out your day like from start to finish or have all of these lists. And people are like, no. Um, but a lot of people do and it works and that's what I've been doing my whole life. And that's why I'm really organized in that sense. Um, and when that isn't there, like I have no organization at all. So that's a little bit about my story. And I've been working with the company since 2016. So like he said, he flew me down to Virginia and that's where I was trained in the one-to-one coaching. And the reason I really love to do what I do is because I meet all of my students where they're at. I have the lived experience and I know what it's like to really have that internal struggle and struggle to reach out. So advocating, self-advocating, all of those pieces are are really important to me. And I'll speak on the post-secondary like group that we have. So this yeah. was like a pilot we started last year and um, it's funded through student loans, obviously. So when we, and I think we have, is it one person who's, we'll have more who are returning, but tonight I think we have one person who was in uh, the group coaching before. And last year I wasn't as involved in it. So Keith was leading it and um, some really great little accountability pods came out of the group coaching. So it's really more so a support group and a group where people from different walks of life with different neurodiversity pieces can get together and support one another and chat about it, work through it. Um, On Coach Accountable, you would have seen that we added you to the post-secondary group, which is where we'll post all the upcoming stuff. I know Keith has some people coming in to, to chat at the groups and have open conversations, which is really great. So, um, yeah, so like, like Alana said last, last year, I just piloted this out, uh, cause what I was finding was I was doing all this one-to-one stuff with people and then they'd leave and they had nobody else to relate to. Right. Which I don't believe in that. Like, I don't believe in that, you know, you know how therapy works and you get your, you know, t- uh, three to 10 sessions, whatever it is. And then you just stop. And there's no other con- continuation or anything else, right? Well, that's not how our lives work. Our lives aren't built on, yeah, I'll work with you for three months and then you're finished and then there's no other communication, right? I, I, It's just, it's not a realistic way to do things. However, that's the way the province does things, right? It's like you get a set amount of time with a set amount of outcomes and that's it. And so I've been challenging them on it for years and finally... And I used to actually run these uh, in-person support groups pre-COVID. I used to run, uh, I ran, while I was in school, I ran uh, something called the ADHD, uh, what is it called? The ADHD Empowerment Hour. That was every two weeks at NSCC while I was there. And then I also run a mental health group with in collaboration with Canadian Mental Health Association because almost every one of us has something else going on. I live with ADHD, anxiety, depression, sleep disorder, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, uh, processing disorder, like you can go on and on and on, right? Um, And it's so funny because everybody just wants to treat you as a siloed thing, right, in the clinical system. And I was like, this bullshit. We're people. We have lots of other stuff going on. Anyways, long story short, uh, I started that, uh, uh, I started those groups. 
I ran them until um, until like 2018 or so on a biweekly basis, and then I finally gave it up. And the reason I gave it up because I did it for free. And when I and I'm also noticing this now is that when things are free, people aren't as committed in general, right? Not saying everybody, but in general. So what was happening, people would show up once and they'd come a year later. Well, I didn't get anything out of it. I was like, well, you didn't put anything into it. How are you going to get anything out if you're not putting anything in? So so finally, I killed it. Plus the fact that I was so freaking busy, I couldn't even see straight. And uh, and I, and I people have been asking again, start it up again. And I did do it again as an online one. Same thing, kind of fizzled out, right, during COVID. And uh, so this time when I came back around, I was like, I got to do something different. And the different factor is, is that, um, yes, we're going to be meeting once a month. In general, once a month, we're all screwed up. All of you are screwed up from the hurricane, so are we. The whole goal when I, when we set up last time is just to see if it work and see if they would fund it, which they have. The best thing that came from it, and I think one of the girls is on here, isn't it Rachel? Or somebody was in with us that did it with us last year. There's um, actually, I don't think the people who were here last year who I was specifically thinking of, but there's okay. a group who reached out to me in the summer and they actually all got together in person. And I thought that was so special. Yes. I wanted to hear that because they had met online and they'd only met online from our group. Um, so they actually went out and got lunch. Yeah. But so, the accountability. That so yeah. Out. So what we did, so the design is, is that in these monthly groups last year was like, let's set an action plan. Like, like let's tell each other all about each other, right? Get to know each other. I just posted some group rules today. I want to go over the group rules. So big thing is just be kind and respectful. Um, don't, no hate speech, no putting people down, no laughing at other people's disabilities because every single one of us um, are neurodivergent in this room. We're also very sensitive people. So if there's anything where, you know, condescending or whatever, I don't want to throw the balance off, right? This is a safe space to speak and be listened to. I'm spewing on right now just because I'm zinging. Second thing, try to be on time. When I say try to be on time, as you guys all know, we do uh, like 45-minute coaching sessions in theory, right? The the 45 minutes is designed uh, to give, if I'm a little bit late, I have some wiggle room. If you're a little bit late, you have some wiggle room. Um, but we want to kind of get together, start on time so we can get out of here on time too, right? The next thing is around confidentiality. This is a trickier one because we're in a group, but basically I want uh, want you guys to go on. And from a confidentiality point of view, uh, you should be feel comfortable and safe around everyone. It's important to respect privacy and anything that's shared should never leave this group. Um, what I'd like people to do is just in the comments below, you guys all know how to use Coach Cowdle, except for Hannah, because she just started today. Um, uh, but Hannah, it's, it, this works just like a uh, kind of like a Instagram feed, right? So um, I have read <clears throat> and what's the word? Um, agree to these guidelines. Just say something like that. 
your uh, as soon as you hit add, you'll see um, eventually um, it'll it'll time date time. It'll give you a time stamp and a, and a date stamp, right? And basically, what can happen under here on any of these things, we can chat back and forth. So if you have a question on it, you can post a question. I'll see it, and Alana will hypothetically see it as well. All right. So the other thing, the nature of this group is all around peer support. If nobody's ever he heard of peer support before, basically, again, we're all neurodivergent. Um, I guarantee if I go through this list, I'm going to find all things and a lot of things that we all have in common and a lot of things we don't have in common. <coughs> but in general, for this neurodivergent side of things, um, we're sharing resources, right? So if you have some like accommodation that you're getting that's awesome or a new app you've heard of or anything like that, you post it in here. Um, the whole idea is sharing resources, right? So, um, you know, yeah, we're going to go from there. And and uh, you're welcome to share as much or as little as you want. I am open book to the nth degree. I don't know, like Alana, for example, funny story, Alana just, can I talk about the diagnosis or no? Alana, are you telling everybody about that now? Oh, 100%, 100%. Okay, so so for years, Alana, the reason I hired her, because she's hyper-organized and a perfectionist and like always gets stuff done. Give her a system, Go, she'll go do it, right? Anyways, a couple of years ago, she's like, I think I have ADHD and I doubted it. I was like, there's no freaking way. You're too organized um, you're a perfectionist. You get everything that I ever asked you to do done. Like there's no way. And, and, but she kept bringing up over and over. And I was like, now you're just hanging out with me too much. Right. <clears throat> so finally I was like, you know what? I'll pay for it. Right. You want to get a diagnosis? I'll go pay for it. And just so happened that I did run across Dr. Parar, sent her down to see him. She came back with a diagnosis of ADHD, mind blown. And, uh, and then for years, for about, well, not years, about six months, she was really uncomfortable talking about it because she hadn't told friends and family or whatever. Um, uh, but now she is. So it's good, right? It's like, it is what it is, how it, how it all kind of works out. But anyways, long story short, we come at this from a peer perspective. And like I said down here, depending on the severity of the boundary violations, participants may be removed from the group and a refund on future group sessions will be refunded. Um, and all of you guys who are funded, that means, so say you got two groups left, that's a hundred bucks. We will send you the hundred bucks, but you have to take that hundred bucks and send it back to the province, right? If you're not participating in it. Um, alternatively, um, for basically you're funded at a hundred bucks a session. So alternatively, you can ask your coach if they have time or me, for example, uh, for like an extra hour that we could tack on to your coaching contract, but it has to be mutually plausible for all, right? Um, anyways, I take that stuff very seriously. That is not what we're here for. It's not like a Tinder 2.3, right? Uh, it's not, not what we're here for. We're here to support each other from a school perspective, peer perspective, and within our lives, all right? All right, so I'm just going to go through this part of the coaching platform. So you guys... Those of you who are signed up in Coach Accountable, I can't flip over and show you that, but all you'll see is close to the bottom, there'll be this little group section that shows you're in the group, all right? 
All your appointments will be here and I'm going to set up the appointments. If we do any action plans, that'll be here. So she's going to set it up for actions, just like you guys have in coach accountable. She'll get it all set up. So um, uh, if we do do something through this or when we do, um, it's just going to send reminder, right? To remind you to do it. And all we ask is whatever we ask of you for an action item as AKA a reminder list that you do it before we meet the next time, right? Then we can just move on instead of having to go back and regurgitate all this stuff all over again. All right. Um, in the, I'm not going to be taking case notes because there's too many things going on. Maybe one of the two of us will from a generalized perspective. And if we do, we'll share it. But I'm also recording these videos. That's more of what we're probably going to do. We're going to record the videos and uh, post them back in the group uh, for you guys to see at a later date if you want to. Um, whiteboard is if we want to work on any specific project together. So let me tell you about this accountability pod thing. Uh, basically, it's the exact same as the story I told you about me and Alana, right? So um, on our own, we struggle. Together, 99.9% .9 of the time, we knock shit out like it's going out of style, right? And, and the premise of this is around something called body doubling. And basically what that means is just having another presence with you in the room while you do something. So a perfect example of body doubling um, I'm going to give you a little story of when my life was easy peasy. Uh, as an adult, it is not, right? Because we got to do everything our own. But as a, as a kid, when I was in grade three, I actually wrote this article. I'll share it with you guys here. Um, when I was in grade three, um, my mom would uh, uh, get me up in the morning, right? She'd say, you know, go to your bathroom stuff, go brush your teeth make me breakfast. I go off to school. Uh, every class is laid out. And the only classes I cared about was recess, lunch, recess, get the heck out of there. Right. Cause for me sitting in class is like sitting in jail, ironically. Um, and uh, so I get out, uh, play outside for two hours. Cause there was none of these. Thank God for that. Cause I, back then I was the most creative, happy-go-lucky, doing my thing kind of guy, instead of sitting on TikTok like the rest of us, uh, rotting our brains away, <laughs> as we all do. Um, so play outside for two hours, uh, eat dinner, watch Littlest Hobo, which all you guys are probably too uh, young to understand what that is, posh and Canadian show, and awesome. go to bed, right? So that was the thing. And every day was the same and I didn't have to think and I knew exactly what I was doing. And then as I got older, uh, I was in charge for doing more of it. And every one of you are in college. Now you're a hundred percent in charge. Your mummy isn't allowed to come and bail you out. I'm sure a lot of your mummies are helping you get organized still because uh, that's what we need. But my goal when I started this was to help the mother's anxiety come down and that we would take them and help with that transition phase so they could go back and doing what they're, they want to do instead of micromanaging all of us, right? And making sure we got our homework in and all that stuff. I guarantee that's not what your parents had in their minds when they're thinking about the 18 to 60-year-olds. And I speak to it with myself in that nature too, because up until five or six years ago, I was phoning my mom every two days myself 
frustrated with all the stuff that was going on. My mom's got Alzheimer's now, so I don't have that luxury. Now I have to pay for coaching myself, actually. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so the, the whole idea behind it is uh, to um, connect with other people. So I recommend getting groups of two to four maximum. And just as a matter of example, which I'm actually bringing on uh, one of my uh, coaching clients that I've coached for the last two years, who actually spearheaded, like she got the group organized, uh, the one, the pod that was working really, really well, this accountability pod, she had four people in it. And literally, they were meeting on average, two to three times a week, just for an hour at a time. They say, okay, we're going to, I'll be there on Monday, Wednesday, Friday from like, I don't know, 5.30 to 6.30. They go on, they just say, you know, little small talk, but the ideal, you go on and say, okay, I'm going to work on my uh, project for the next hour, right? And you tell everybody else in the group what you're going to do, right? Then you keep it on just like we're doing now, how you guys are all muted and your camera's off if you want. Um, and then you go and work on your homework. But the whole idea is what an hour later, you come back on and you tell everybody how you did. You know, I had one guy that he has a massive YouTube problem and he would, you know, 50% of the time say, I just watched YouTube, I screwed up. And then other people like, yeah, I got distracted by my phone or yeah, I did whatever. Um, that's how it started. But by the end, you know, they're meeting on a consistent basis and uh, their marks were going up. They were feeling more confident because they weren't in the same boat and they were supporting each other from a peer perspective. All right. So that's that's uh, the goal of that group. So with that being said, um, like with Alan and I, other, other than this particular meeting, we work 830 to 530. Um, we have been working five days a week. Uh, what time Alana currently, she sees 35 clients. If you do the math on a 40 hour work week, doesn't leave a lot, a time, lot of time or brain power to do anything on the Friday, which is usually what happens to us. And we burn ourselves out. So like last week I was learning about the, all these guys testing the four, four day work week. We're going to start doing that. So in uh, September, we're just going to work four day weeks and take every Friday off. Right. Um, other things I do from an appointment perspective, take if you need to take an appointment, take an appointment. If you got to want to do your work at two o'clock in the morning, do it then. I don't really give a crap right as long as this stuff gets done. And that that's the neat thing about live working in a neurodivergent setting, which you can do instead of uh, instead of uh, just taking the box, doing a nine to five and dying in that. You don't have to go down that road. There's a lot of different options you can explore. And that's, that's kind of where we're at now. Anyways, that's, that's all for me.